0: Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com.
1: And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. We asked Epstein for advice. We've got that story, plus non-binary transformers. But first on this epic, gnarly episode, Outrage Over World Health Organization Guidance on Sexuality, For infants, the World Health Organization is under pressure to withdraw guidance for schools recommending that toddlers ask questions about sexuality, explore gender identities, and learn about enjoyment of early childhood masturbation. The guidance says that sexual education starts from birth and is described as a framework for policymakers, educational and health authorities, and specialists. Its advice on how to talk about sexual matters with young children was aimed at policymakers across Europe and was translated into several European languages and promoted at national and international events. This according to the baby sniffers themselves, and you can see some of the documentation In the links, of course, always included in your show notes. The document, also cited in a report consulted by Welsh ministers who last year rolled out a mandatory sexual education syllabus to schools in Wales and has led to a backlash from the government, members of parliament, and activists. The advice proposes that four to six-year-olds should be taught to talk about sexual matters and consolidate their gender identity. It recommends that children under the age, under the age of four, should be told they have the right to ask questions about sexuality and the right to explore gender identities. The WHO guidance also says that children aged four and under should be taught about enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body, early childhood masturbation. These topics are described as the, quote, minimal standards that need to be covered by sexuality education. That's, James, that's their minimum, but they would definitely really like more. A government spokesperson said the UK government does not recognize this WHO guidance and we don't agree with its recommendations. We have not distributed it or promoted it to schools. We offer our own guidance to help schools to teach children about, and young people, about relationships and health. However, the WHO guidance was first published in 2010. Cited in a 2017 report commissioned by Welsh ministers entitled Informing the Future of the Sex and Relationships Curriculum in Wales. James, do the words Jocelyn Elders mean anything to you? Do you remember those? I remember vaguely, but not into detail, no. It's fairly a, a American event. So we go to Wikipedia. Jocelyn Elders comments on abortion and masturbation. In January 1984, 94, I'm sorry. In the context of abortion, US Surgeon General Jocelyn Elder said, We really need to get over this love affair with the fetus and start worrying about the children. Later that year, in December, she was invited to speak at a United Nations conference on AIDS. She was asked whether it would be appropriate to promote masturbation as a means of preventing young people from engaging in risky forms of sexual activity because of all that AIDS that Fauci had just made a few years earlier. And she replied, As per your specific question in regard to masturbation, I think that it's something that's a part of human sexuality and it's part of something that perhaps should be taught. But we've not even taught our children the very basics, and I feel that we have tried ignorance for a very long time, and it's time we try education. Elders' comments on masturbation, to put it lightly, caused great controversy. And days later, with the quickness, Elders was forced to resign by her Arkansas buddy that gave her the job in the first place, President Clinton. James, this President Kevin Spacey timeline sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed it does, doesn't it? How how uh, life mirrors art sometimes. Um, yeah, so this is one of those stories that, isolated and taken out of its context, and just looking at this document and the particular quotes, you could say, oh, this is cherry-picked, and you're misinterpreting, and you're blowing it out of proportion. But it, of course, not is not just this one document in this one place with this one thing. So let's expand the scope of this discussion a little bit, and we'll do so by way of an article, a pretty comprehensive article, that was sent to me by way of Corbett report member CQ, who uh, pointed me to StopWorldControl.com. They have this extensive post up about various documents um, that promote this agenda, including a UN document called International Technical Guidance on Sexuality Education and Evidence-Informed Approach that came out a few years ago under the auspices of the Global Education 2030 Agenda, uh, a, a, an agenda that I'm sure you had no idea existed until two seconds ago, but if that sends shivers down your spine, then at least your spidey sense is working uh, properly. So I think that needs to be interrogated just on its face, but in terms of the document itself, um, as Stop World Control points out, there's a lot of different um, pull quotes that are quite disgusting. Um, it, this, this guidance aims to equip children to develop sexual relationships, etc., etc. Um, or we could turn to Ryan Christian, Last American Vagabond, who had a post up recently on UN normalizes pedophilia, question mark, pointing to the International Council of Jurists, the ICJ at any rate, um, with their 8th March Principles for a Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex, Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness, and Poverty. <gasps> which is quite a mouthful, but uh, he points out some of the quotes from there that uh, similarly are um, trying to insert language about normalization of um, sexual relationships with young adults and children and other such things. Um, but you see, this is the type of thing, again, if you take it, these various quotes and these documents out of context, and then you, of course you're leaving room for the, well, actually fact checkers to come along and fact check it away. So for example, it aims to equip children to develop sexual relationships from that UN Agenda 2030 education document uh, earlier. Well, that's not the quote exactly. It was, it aims to equip children and young people with knowledge, skills, attitudes, and values that will empower them to realize their health, well-being, and dignity develop respectful social and sexual relationships, dot, 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 dot. So it's not saying, no, it's saying that you're going to develop children uh, to have values and understanding so that they can then become the type of adults who have good, meaningful, consensual sexual relationships. It's not talking about equipping children to develop sexual. You're reading too much into this, Etc. Etc. You can do that eight ways from Sunday. Uh, the fact checkers over at AP News had UN report talking about the... Um, uh, the ICJ report that Ryan Christian was talking about, did not call for de- decriminalizing sex between adults and minors. And they make the argument that, no, this is, if anything, this is a pro-age uh, uh, of consent laws. Uh, it's, it's a strong statement in, in favor of enforcing these laws against sex with minors. And then it goes on to say, the report, the report does say that sexual activity involving people with a minimum age of consent may be consensual in fact, if not in law. And in this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacities of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. Da, 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 da. So yes, okay, well, abso- actually, it's, it's right, but you're still wrong because you didn't get the context right. So this is... Uh, an important part to understand for people. There is no document that's going to come out and say, yes, children should be forced to have sex with UN officials or whatever. Um, But of course, that is the subtext. That is the context. And that is why it will always be framed in ways that you know what health means. You know what education means. Why are you trying to read too much into these documents, you crazy conspiracy theorist? It's because we know. We know exactly what agenda is at play here, and we know the long-term goal of of all of this. And what really gets to me about this is the way that uh, the 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 actual content of what is being stated here is couched in layer after layer after layer of euphemism and uh, 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 framed in a way that, don't worry guys, you're, you're crazy if you're making too much of this. So we have to recontextualize this and lay it out so that we can see it's not just one document from one agency with one pull quote. It's a number of them, and they're all trending in the same direction. Hmm, I wonder if there's some sort of agenda going on here, like an Education 2030 agenda, which, of course, raises the even deeper question of the concept of a centralized curriculum for children. All children must learn these things. Well, what things? Who's deciding that? What is education? And who gets to who gets to put these ideas in the minds of young children? Incredibly important things that uh, at least people are starting to think about Of course, they'll be called conspiracy theorists for thinking about it, but at any rate, the conversation is being raised, right, James?
1: Simple math can't be performed by children behind the cash register at stores. Tires can't be changed on cars, but they can make sure you know all about the strangest sort of things, again, that generally I would have always thought were for adults. James, I'm a real weirdo. I like horror movies and stuff like that, but I've never thought that they're for everyone. Now people at eight o'clock at night are like, okay, kids, let's watch Dexter. (laughs) It's, as I noted earlier, bonkers. And that's how we get going on this New World Next Week episode 519. There does appear to be some sort of through line agenda. Non-binary character in new Transformers cartoon goes viral as people call for another brand boycott. Psyops in disguise. Out of the indoctrination ovens from studios in Hollywood, as Zero Hedge writes, is a children's computer animated television show called Transformers Earthspark that first aired on Paramount Plus last November and has embraced, of course, the woke movement. They call it woke. I I like to often joke because they don't know how to spell conscious. Paramount Plus might be digging its grave after the show for young kids appears to have recently promoted gender ideology, which was the style at the time. I know I'm safe when I'm with my friends or other non-binary people, a character named Sam said to Transformer Nightshade. Some of perhaps the most hilarious words ever spoken on New World Next Week, a character named Sam said to Transformer Nightshade. Sam also said her pronouns are she, they, the one minute clip. Tweeted by Libs of TikTok has been viewed 8 million times in about a day. I'd love to see, you know, how that compares to CNN ratings and stuff. The cringe, woke cartoon, of course, isn't the first. Disney's been cranking out cartoons for a while, enraging parents who continue to support and buy this crap. The proliferation of woke cartoons should be a wake-up call for parents and the need to vet kids' shows as Hollywood and the left wages a culture war on the youngest generation. Where are they getting these ideas? Paramount Plus might be walking the fine line, as some Americans have already been on a roll boycotting products from corporate America, such as Woke Bud Light, James, whose non-American parent corporation, AB InBev, just had its stock downgraded due to this whole dumb thing. Anheuser-Busch stock downgraded by HSBC analysts over Bud Light crisis. Meanwhile, man, Elon says, hold my Bud Light, and replaces himself with a clot-shot-pushing masker from the World Economic Forum, NBC Universal, a.k.a. Comcast, and brought to you by the Ad Council. Linda Yaccarino, Twitter's new CEO, World Economic Forum chair, she's told Elon he needs to limit his tweets. According to Linda Yaccarino's LinkedIn page, as well as her own tweets, she is a vaccine-mandating, mask-wearing globalist who's about as bad as all that sounds. James, all these things, it's like they kind of go away and then get reintroduced. Did eugenics basically get reassignment surgery and come out of a different bathroom as the transhumanist agenda? Which, as we've said before, the transhumanist agenda is really about the post-human agenda. So many agendas, James. Absolutely
0: right. And there is a historical continuity and I think the Big Oil documentary spelled that out early 20th century eugenics late 20th century the environmental global warming hype and then 21st -hmm. century is technocracy transhumanism so yes I think there is a through line there Um, but Uh, as people note in the Twitterati universe, um, making funny comments about this, putting the trans in Transformers, right? But there's something deeper to that. That is not just some sort of tangential thing. I think there is something to that, which is why I had, what is the trans agenda? Questions for Corbett number 82, where I specifically spelled this out. It is about breaking down the barriers of identity so that eventually you can be shepherded into the new, well, you're a digital identity and you can be anything you want in this digital cyberspace. Live live your life in the VR goggles. It'll be better than life. What could go wrong? So there is something really, truly connecting these agendas. Um, and it's, in a way, it's perfectly obvious as to why Transformers would be the obvious way of introducing this to g- grooming young children. Let's not say introducing, educating, no, grooming young children to accept this breakdown of the most uh, fundamental concept of of human social relations, which, uh, again, I think the people who are... It, it, what galls me is that the people who would scream the loudest about, oh, you know, you, you think this is some sort of slippery slope and blah, 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 are the exact same people who... Twenty years ago, are saying what? Oh, you think the uh, gay marriage equality is going to lead to what? Drag queen story hour? You're crazy, slippery sloper. Well, uh, hmm, uh, you know, actually, now that now that we see what happened, hmm, I wonder. I wonder if there's something to this slippery slope argument. Um, but if we can take something, perhaps positive out of this, the idea of framing this. That, rather than just outrage at, look at what these you know culture creators are doing oh damn them can't they just give me what i want um no framing it in terms of the idea of now the idea is being impl- implanted in people's heads. Hey, you know, we can boycott things. You know, if we don't like what this corporation is doing, we don't have to buy their crap. So, hey, Bud Light, b- goodbye Bud Light. Uh, Miller Light. I don't know if you saw that. There's a new controversy about that and some of their woke uh, advertising that's coming back to the surface and people are starting to say, well, maybe we don't need Miller Light either. Maybe we don't need Transformers cartoons. Maybe maybe we could turn to, I don't know, independent media producers and we can create our own media and we can do things for ourselves and we don't have to buy their crap I think that's an important concept that we can take out of this and that's why I talked about it back in 2013 you and Cassie and and various others were on my Solutions Boycotts and Bicots" episode of uh, the Corporate Report podcast, and I had a Bycotts edition of Solutions Watch a couple of years ago. So I'll throw those links in the show notes for people who need to remind themselves of this. But I think that is something positive we can take out of this. Well, we still are in the driver's seat. We still get to choose what we are buying and whether we're going to actually support these agendas with our time, our attention, our money, our resources, and our lifeblood. Or or are we going to start taking and just making our own stuff? Because they're not going to give it to you. They're not going to give you what you want. (laughs)
1: Or like maybe the only independent punk band that didn't capitulate completely these last seven years, like Fugazi sang many years ago, I'm paraphrasing, don't pay attention to, to what's selling, pay attention to what you're buying. Thanks to my buddy Girder of Conspiracy Cinema for the Night Owl Inc. t-shirt of the Transformers parody of the, of course, the best Transformers character, the the one with the boot blocks and the cassette tapes. I'm also, look at me, shilling it all. I'm also rocking my getwokeup.com hat, and actually both of those folks are Media Monarchy members and supporters, but are also active participants in all this that we're trying to do, James. So I guess if the first two stories were Bettergate stories, I guess I'll add on, too. As the gnome just keeps running his mouth more, James, I find this really interesting. Epstein moved $270,000 for Noam Chomsky, paid one hundred and fifty dollars to Bard College's Botstein. Jeffrey Epstein paid $150,000 to Leon Botstein and transferred $270,000 between accounts for Noam Chomsky, the two academics have confirmed, giving another glimpse into how the late disgraced financier provided favors for those who associated with him. Botstein and Chomsky met multiple times with Epstein after he was a registered sex offender, the Wall Street Journal recently reported. Chomsky, a political activist and professor, told the Journal that they met occasionally to discuss political and academic topics to be a fly on the wall in that room. Botstein, the longtime leader of Bard College in New York, said he met with Epstein in an attempt to raise money for the school, who I'm sure is just struggling to find change out of the couch cushions, right? They were among the many academics, politicians, and business people who met with Epstein in the years after he pled guilty in 2008 to soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. He was charged, if, in case you forget, in 2019 with sex trafficking, and didn't kill himself in jail while awaiting trial later that year. The guards falsified the records and were let off scot-free. In response to questions from the journal, Chomsky confirmed that he received a March 2018 transfer of roughly $270,000 from an Epstein-linked account. He said it was restricted to rearrangement of my funds and not did not involve one penny from Epstein. Chomsky explained that he asked Epstein for help with a technical matter that he said involved the disbursement of common funds relating to his first marriage. My late wife died 15 years ago, pro- probably of boredom. We paid no attention to financial issues, he said in an email that CC'd his current wife. We asked Epstein for advice. The simplest way seemed to be a transfer to be to transfer funds from one account in my name to another by way of his office. Chomsky said he didn't hire Epstein. It was a simple, quick transfer of funds. So I, of course, have to head on over to another former hero of the punk underground. You've heard me say his name 8,000 times. Jello Biafra's Twitter account to let him know the latest news, as he has been a longtime champion of Chomsky for decades. Honestly, James, that's how any of us in the punk rock 80s and 90s, that's how any of us know anything about Gnome's overrated bloviating was because he was hyped by all the fake left punks. And there's Jello still tweeting about Swamp Thing, James. Cause I guess when your longtime heroes turn out to be Epstein pedos like Noam Chomsky, you tend to Trump, j, Trump. Sad Jello tweeting lame and, and gross Trump memes like it's 2016, like th- at this point, they're just sad. This is what they're doing. Can't say anything good about your two party illusion cult. So you let orange man live rent-free in your head for seven freaking years, man. Again, I know I've said it, but it's something that's been kind of weighing on me these last several years. What a joke Jello, and Professor Graffin from Religion, Bad, Statism, Good, and don't forget Al Jurgensen's Ministry of Greta and all the rest have all revealed themselves to be what they've maybe been all this time. So James, just what is MIT up to, the famed home of Noam Chomsky, so we can have something that isn't pedigree news on this episode? MIT scientists create device that can hack dreams. It's like Inception, but much, much lamer. But is this any of this good? It sounds like just you could whisper something to somebody sleeping and essentially have the, have the same effect. These are also the same people who say, we'll lower the planet's temperature if you do, if you do what we say. And I I almost forgot to tell you, Elon Musk documents subpoenaed in Jeffrey Epstein lawsuit. And of course, he immediately headed on over to Twitter to, to take it on. This is idiotic on so many levels. That cretin never advised me on anything whatsoever. The notion that I would need or listen to financial advice from a dumb crook is absurd. As we of course know, Elon is perfectly capable of intentionally wrecking his scam businesses on his own. Thank you very much, James. This is something that makes me think of the work of Lauren Coleman, talking about the copycat effect. And I look around now and wonder, man, where did all the terrorism and, and money pox go? It's all pedogate all the time anymore. So that seems to be the stories that con- that continue to generate as, as as, as again, as, it's all about the reaction, I guess.
0: Well, it's um something someone like Epstein is like someone like Gates who around which you can see all of the the spokes leading to all of the various parts of the agenda and it is just interesting to to see how that works uh, but i mean come on james if you have to transfer money from one account to another how else are you going to do it other than going through the offices of some convicted pedophile. <laughs> How else could you possibly do that? It, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. But I am expecting the Jello Biafras and other Chomsky lovers of the world to say exactly zero about this and to change their opinion on their beloved overlord exactly zero percent. So anyway, I'm not holding my breath for any breakthrough on that front. But having said that, um, again, this story is the story that just keeps on giving And Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, Musk, right? Ooh. But but he's a good guy. He said something bad about Soros guys, and he said he's he's okay with he wants free speech even if it costs him money. So I guess the technocratic huckster will continue barking people into the carnival carnival that is Twitter and uh, conv- and then setting up WeChat, um, We Twitter, Twitter chat. We got to come up with some catchy t- phrase for that. But anyway uh the the agenda continues and i think that is the kind of the connecting thread for this isn't it it's the agenda and it's manifesting in every aspect of our lives in so many different ways and um ultimately we know where this is going we know what the end goal is it is the technocratic transhuman uh neo-feudal future where you will own nothing and be happy all of that is related to what is going on right now. And we're seeing different pieces of that puzzle. And yes, it could be very confusing and you could dismiss any particular piece of this puzzle if you don't, don't understand, oh, this is forming a picture. And look, here's the picture. So I think that's our task. I think that's what we're doing on a day-to-day basis is showing the bigger picture and showing how these things connect. Um, but keep that in mind when you're spreading this information to people who are not familiar with that bigger picture is that they are going to resist it because it does not comport with their worldview.
1: James, I'm pretty sure George Soros is dead. I heard about it on Tucker Carlson's new Twitter show. (laughs) There was a big, big rumor this week that George Soros had died of a heart attack. And of course, George Soros had to go to Twitter To say that the rumors of his death, the demise have been greatly exaggerated. And Tucker Carlson is going to do his new show on Twitter again. He couldn't just set up his own website and stream it himself. You've got to use these. How else could you possibly get around these corporate behemoths that we created? Ah, The New World Next Week sigh. There it is newworldnextweek.com, however, has shirts and hats and DVDs and USBs and more. It gets you physical media that they can't shadow ban from Twitter and help support our fear-free and advertisement-free work of a more than combined 30 years. Myself, I stream news, music, memes, and more Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Mountain Time at my little radio station. I run from right here in New Mexico at mediamonarchy.com slash listen. James, that is New World Next Week, episode 519. Now, where do you think you're going? I think I'm going to Bath. What? To take a (laughs) bath? No, I'm going to
0: Bath in the UK. As people know from my recent Solutions Watch episode, I am going to be actually in person attending the Better Way conference in Bath that is running from June, I think, 2nd to 4th, although there's a, a gala dinner to start on June 1st. Anyway, I will be there for that. If you are in Bath... I suggest you check it out or if you will be in, the, in that neck of the woods. Um, if you are not in Bath, there you can get a virtual ticket to stream the event and watch it that way. Uh, anyway, all the details will be in that Better Way Solutions Watch episode that I'll link up and I'll have, I'll have a reminder before I go. But anyway, I will be gone from next week until early to mid-June. So anyway, um, we will not be doing New next week for a few weeks.
1: All right. I guess I'll maybe have to schedule up some things for myself. I'm not a, I don't do a ton of interviews anymore. Maybe this will be a good opportunity for me to set up, do some other interviews, do some other media. James, I appreciate you, buddy. That is New World Next Week, episode 519, my friend. Right back at you. Looking forward to talking to you again next month. Take care. All right, buddy. Take care.